0: Our next storyteller is Craig Vanaventer. Craig is a part time paralegal student who will be sharing a story about his younger brother. Please welcome Craig. Growing up, my mom had to write the names of my youngest brother, Carson and I, on the back of our baby pictures. Because if she hadn't, she wouldn't have been able to tell the two of us apart. This trend continued as we grew up. Carson and I shared the same facial features, the same cheekbone structure, and the same recognizable brown floppy haircut. It was coined very early on that he was my mini-me. However, the similarities were only skin deep. If he was the yin, I was most definitely the yang. Carson was a dedicated and and focused athlete. He competed in national and regional triathlons ran on the cross-country team, swam on the swim team, participated in Boy Scouts, and sang in the church choir. He was the classic all-American athlete with a tender heart of gold. By comparison, I was just trying not to be last. Or worse, yet, get laughed. Carson maintained a schedule as a 14-year-old boy that puts most adults I know today to shame. He always made time for his friends, his family, people he barely even knew. And he always remembered people's names. He was the type of kid that you'd meet, make you think, this kid's gonna do something great And on April fifteenth, two 2012, he took his life. At the time, I was working as a uh, contract event photographer and I had just finished a very long series of gigs in Eastern Wyoming. After the long 13 hour drive, I was exhausted and I had a very busy day ahead of me that consisted of naps and more sleeping. It was during one of these naps that Carson left us. After waking up and determining that Carson was gone, I called the authorities and was instructed to wait outside. (sighs) And the family dog Chewie and I went outside to go wait on the porch. As the news spread, I realized I was gonna have to be the one to tell my whole family what had happened. That Carson was gone. My dad got home first. And as he ran towards me, I gasped for air, realizing that I was gonna have to tell him that his youngest son was gone. My mom and my middle brother got home next, flying into the driveway. After telling my mom what had happened, she had to be held back from going into the house to help her son. After spending the night at my grandparents' house, we started to make arrangements. We started to plan the funeral. And if I'm being honest, no one ever tells you just how soon you have to start doing that, but the process is a welcome distraction. The day we laid Carson to rest, 2,000 people showed up to pay their respects. My younger or my middle brother Connor and I decided that we wanted to participate. So Connor sang in this very room with the Matins Choir. And I had prepared a short speech after writing Carson's obituary. I really don't remember a lot from this day. Everything's really blurry. But I remember taking the pulpit and I remember starting my speech from memory and I glanced down to remind myself the second half, the better part, the part that I really cared about the most and I couldn't read it. Cloudy lakes of tears filled my eyes, so I gave up and I ad-libbed it. After walking Carson down the aisle, maybe a 100-yard walk, felt like a mile. And it was the longest mile of my life. I still remember how the unpolished wood grain of Carson's casket felt underneath my fingertips, still tacky from late spring humidity getting outside, we hoisted Carson into a golden hearse. And it was in this moment that I realized my brother was gone. And he wasn't coming back. I remember thinking how during one of my long naps when Carson left us, I woke up And I was really groggy. But I rolled over and I saw Carson staring at me with an expressionless face sitting in our parents' glider chair. And I said something to the effect of like, hey, or what's up? But I rolled back over to fall asleep, not realizing this was the last time I get to see him. I'll never know if I could have woken up. I'll never know if we could have played video games, hung out, and if things could have been different. But that's a question that I'll shoulder for the rest of my life. When people ask me, How many brothers do you have? What do I say, One, two. Now, see that's the thing about death. It's final, the questions always linger. I don't talk about how Carson killed himself because it's not important to his story or to mine. But no, every inch of the room where I found him is ingrained in my memory forever. I keep saying how Carson left us because what he did was a conscious decision. He chose not to be here. And he took a part of my family and he took a part of me. Birthdays will never be as happy. uh, Holidays never as celebratory. At Christmas time, we have this German tradition, my mom does, where she hides a pickle ornament in the tree and whoever finds it wins the pickle gift. Now, we used to brawl and wrestle and fight just to find the pickle. It was like UFC. But we still do it today. Uh, We know that one fighter is missing, and that's the hardest part. So your siblings are the first friends that you make. You learn to talk and communicate, you share culture and inside jokes and genetics, you get to experience more life events with your siblings than anyone else. I'm not mad at him anymore. I know he had some things going on, some demons. I just wish I would have known, man. I would have slayed them all. That's the thing about depression. It's silent, and it doesn't manifest itself out. In reality, you have no idea where the person sitting next to you tonight is happening in their life. You have no idea what inner battles with anxiety or depression they may be fighting. What I know is you don't know. And who's to say she's not rehashing something terrible said to her, something rude, and he's not reliving the worst day of his life. I'm starting to forget Carson's voice. And for me, that's the hardest part. Every day, I choose to say names. I choose to be kind and I choose to be caring. I haven't yet chosen to do triathlons. <laughs> and I can't say that I'm good or happy all the time. But I do hope I live life like my floppy, brown-haired mini taught me. Thank you.